First thing this morning, we got a press release from State Senator Andy Menar calling for a review of the contracts and the state funding going to Land of Lincoln Goodwill in the aftermath of their decision to lay off the workers with disabilities that the agency had employed. Hours later, Land of Lincoln Goodwill puts out a statement reversing that decision, calling it an error in judgment, apologizing for it. Well, is that enough? State Senator Andy Menard joins us live on the program this afternoon. Senator, welcome back. Great to have you here. Thanks for having me, Jim. All right. Well, uh, you put out the statement this morning. A number of other Illinois lawmakers have also been very critical of this decision by Goodwill, which they initially tied to the state's minimum wage increase. Now Goodwill has reversed it, apologized, said we're reinstating the workers, even going to give them back pay. So does that end this in your view? Uh, unfortunately, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't. And that's why the review should still happen. Um, at least, at the very least, by the Department of Human Services and uh, the Department of Central Management Services. And I would say even possibly the Department of Revenue, Jim. Um, but that, we should review what's happened in the last 72 hours. Uh, we had uh, disabled workers at Goodwill that make sub-minimum wage legally, but sub-minimum wage laid off. Uh, we have now information that shows that the executive director is um, over the past several years, during the height of the budget impasse, received hefty raises for the non-for-profit that added cost to their payroll. And when costs come forward um, in the form of a minimum wage increase, not even today, but five years from now, um, the choice on the part of Goodwill was to, was to fire the workers that they are charged with helping. I couldn't think of uh, worst set of um, decisions on the part of any non-for-profit than what we've seen from Land of Lincoln Goodwill this week. I'm, I'm pleased that they've reversed course. Um, it, it appears that the, the workers, if they want their jobs back, I'm not sure I would want to work there, frankly, um, but if they want their jobs back, it appears that they're going to get them back. Uh, but we should certainly move forward with a full review of taxpayer funds um, that are given to Goodwill to make sure that they're being used according to the stated purposes. Is there any reason at this point to think that they're not? I don't know the nature of the contracts, but presumably uh, they they are getting uh, dollars for specific purposes, specific functions. Is there any reason that you are aware of right now to suspect that that money is not being spent in the manner in which the contract uh, or grant calls for it to be spent? No, and I think the, the I, I don't have any specific reason other than the behavior of what we have seen this week, uh, which I think brings about any number of questions, um, especially given the counter, um, you know, the counter to what Goodwill's mission is in the first place. But that's the nature of what my request was. I want to know, I think it's upwards of $800,000 in taxpayer funds that are given to Goodwill, Land of Lincoln Goodwill, and I just want to make sure uh, that they're using them according to what the intended purpose is. You know, sometimes, you know, Jim, you know, we've had tough budgets. I've talked about this on your show time and again. And when I vote for a budget that increases funding for human service programs to help those with disabilities get job training, I don't intend to line the pocket of the executive director of Goodwill with that vote. You know, resources are scarce. Listeners know that. Um, when we say we want rates to go up, and we want wages to go up for workers that are getting trained, that, that happen to be disabled, that happen to be given that training by goodwill. We mean it. So that's what the nature of the request was. I'm pleased that they've reversed course, but I want the request to be fulfilled by the department.
A lot of people obviously are talking about the the pay here. The CEO making about one hundred and sixty five thousand dollars a year. She also has an adult son uh, on the payroll in an administrative position who is making around ninety five thousand dollars a year. And yet we also knew to the running organizations like this with all of the legal issues, the liability issues, the fact there's a lot of money that moves in and out of this organization. It does take people with a certain skill set, and so uh, many times you will find administrators in these nonprofits making, you know, what a lot of us would consider to be pretty, pretty healthy money here. So is in your view, can you say for sure that her, her salary is, is out of line given the nature of what this agency does and is supposed to do? Um, well, well, first of all, Jim, what, what my issue here is um, focused on is not so much her salary because I acknowledge, as, as you just kind of prefaced, that when you have a sophisticated organization that does its work well, it takes good people to do that from top to bottom. Um, not just the CEO or an executive director or a CFO, but the people that do the work on the ground. My issue here is that during the height of the budget impasse in the rounders years, the executive director of Land of Lincoln, uh, Goodwill, received hefty pay increases. And then five months before, a $1 an hour minimum wage increase, the first one in 10 years in the state of Illinois, she is saying that the agency can't afford that. That is a set of bad choices, in my opinion. That's my issue. So the behavior of a non-for-profit that is um, trying to scrape by is not the behavior of goodwill that we have seen. So that's my issue. It's, it's pretty simple. Um, these workers deserve a raise in the minimum wage. That's why I supported it, and others in the General Assembly supported it. By the way, that hasn't changed yet. So here we are five months before the first change. Uh, four nickels an hour. That's all we're asking for in January of 2020. This particular executive director chose to pay herself, make decisions to raise her salary, and chose to fire disabled workers. That's a terrible set of circumstances. Um, one of the, the things that I think has been kind of astonishing to people is some of the comments uh, attributed to the CEO in various media interviews where, in effect, she's kind of said, well, these these workers with disabilities, they weren't very good workers anyway. People haven't had to go back and redo their work. And, you know, this this isn't really something we can uh, almost it's not like not something we can really be bothered with. And that, I think, took a lot of people aback here. How much of that is a factor in, in you wanting to put this agency under some uh, greater scrutiny? Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you that, that is a factor. I'll tell you what is even a greater factor at this point is um, her interview with uh, Mark Maxwell, which, which shed light on this issue and, uh, you know, responded to that, that news story, responded to uh, the disaffected workers speaking up. Um, the executive directors expressing more sympathy for Walmart and Meyer and national corporations. Walmart posted 14, I believe $14 billion in profit in 2018. And she was more sympathetic to Walmart than she was to the worker. And that is counter to what the mission of goodwill is. That's what leaves myself and I think so many others um, across party lines scratching your head. So, you know, she's not running Amazon. She's not running, um, um, Exxon, she's running Land of Lincoln Goodwill, and she expressed more sympathy for Walmart 
and their plight in today's economy than the workers that she just fired. That type of anti-worker rhetoric I don't think has any place coming from a non-for-profit whose mission statement is we want to train workers to be successful in their lives. That's what gives me more concern. State Senator Andy Menard is here with us. Uh, Senator, the dilemma, of course, is if you go uh, back and look at these contracts, look at the funding, uh, look at this agency's conduct and say, okay, uh, maybe we we don't really like uh, how this money is being spent. If you start making moves to pull back some of those contracts and funding, does that ultimately wind up hurting the people that you want to help and that Goodwill is supposed to be helping? I think it's, I, you know, what I'm asking is a little bit different than that, Jim. What I'm asking is just to ensure that uh, state funds paid for by taxpayers in Illinois are being used pursuant to the contracts that are signed. That's all. And I think that's a, that's a basic uh, request that, frankly, ought to happen more often with, um, with non-for-profit agencies that rely heavily on public sources, in many cases state funds, uh, to do the work that they're charged with doing. So I'm not I'm not going to say I don't, you know, at the end of the day, I don't like what you're doing with your money. I, I've already said that, frankly. Uh, but what I'm asking is to make sure that DHS and CMS review the contracts uh, pursuant to existing authority that they already have today in law, just to make sure that what appears to be just a little bit less than a million dollars a year, uh, by the way, they got a bump this year because we've made tough choices in the budget, so that we could give rate increases to providers like Goodwill, uh, that they actually do what the contracts call for them to do legally. You've already expressed your skepticism over the notion that these sorts of cuts were necessary because of a minimum wage increase that hasn't even kicked in yet. But we do know there are social service agencies around the state operating on much narrower margins who are not necessarily paying their CEOs this kind of money, who may be seeing increases in their expenses as this wage increase takes effect, uh, gradually phased in over the next several years. Are you concerned that there could be more social service agencies saying we may be forced to cut back services because our operating costs are going up because of laws like this minimum wage hike. When, when Governor Pritzker put forward um, uh, the plan to raise the minimum wage in Illinois, and that was negotiated in the House and the Senate, eventually passed and signed in the law, that was acknowledged up front, Jim. Um, I think we're all concerned about it. And that's why we took steps in this year's budget through both supplemental appropriations and through appropriations that began a few days ago on July 1st to make sure that organizations like Goodwill had a cost of living adjustment to their rates so that they could provide for that phase in. Now, keep in mind, I want to reiterate this. I want to reiterate this. During the height of the budget impasse, the executive director of Lincoln Land Goodwill received upwards of $30,000. It's about a 30% raise in her salary in the height of the budget impasse. Then when the budget impasse is over, and the agency is required to raise minimum wage on most employees, not some, because disabled workers aren't required to be paid the minimum wage, five months from now, not today, five months from now, they would be required to raise the wage four nickels an hour. She cries foul and fires them, essentially to pay for the raise that she received at the height of the budget impasse in state government. Again, this is, this is deflection. This is blaming a problem, apparently, that, that this social service agency has on something that is not the problem. Um, frankly, I could have pulled out a, a set of talking points from the Illinois Policy Institute 
And that would have been her interview um, with Mark Maxwell. So I don't like that. I don't like anti-worker rhetoric coming from social service agencies that are charged with helping workers. That is of deep concern to me. And again, that's why I think there should be some level of accountability here with this review of their contract. And so, Senator, you've asked for these various agencies to just go through the contracts, make sure uh, Goodwill's in compliance. Have you set a timeline for them to report back to you? When do you expect to hear something back? Well, I would I would um, leave that to the hands of the Pritzker administration. I've already talked to DHS a few times today, and what I've asked them to do is, is to be thorough and to be prompt at the same time, and don't you know don't sacrifice one for the other. Um, I, I believe that they can do the job well, and I'm going to trust their judgment. And I believe that they will give us a report of their review um, in, in a time frame that suits our needs. Um, again, I'm not asking for the moon. I just want a level of accountability here for what, what is upwards of uh, what appears to be at least 800000 to a million dollars of taxpayer dollars being spent at the agency. State Senator Andy Menard, we always appreciate your time. Thanks for being here with us this afternoon. You bet. Thank you, Jim.